Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ms. Bergen, it's good to talk to you. How are you? I'm good, Roy. Let's start with this. It's time for the uh, the trucker blockades and the disruptive protests to end everywhere in this country. I, I know you agree with that. Uh, but your party's view of and support for the trucker's convoy has changed. Talk to us about that, please. Well, you know, Roy, it, it, it has not changed in terms of we, we recognize why the truckers came to Ottawa. And, and not only the truckers, this has grown. This isn't just truckers now. This is a large part of Canadian society, Canadians who are tired of being talked down to. They're tired of uh, Justin Trudeau's approach to them, calling them names. They're tired of being controlled by government, and they want an end to the to the mandates and the restrictions. They've seen it happening in other countries. They've seen restrictions being lifted in other in provinces. And so, uh, after they've been ignored and called names and wedged and stigmatized by a prime minister, they came to Ottawa. And uh, I know uh, this is we're heading into our third Sunday. When they first arrived, I had constituents that were there and may still be there. Uh, we talk to them. You know, we think it's important that you we talk to Canadians and that we understand where they're coming from. My message on Thursday, we've introduced a motion that would ask the House of Commons to vote uh, on a motion compelling and asking the government to present a plan uh, that would end all the federal mandates and restrictions. And my message, Roy, is that we hear the protesters, we hear them loud and clear, but Conservatives are also a party of law and order, and we are a party uh, of keeping a strong Canadian economy. And so both of those things are being hurt right now. So we're encouraging them, protest peacefully, protest legally, but don't block bridges and borders and, uh, and, and hurt innocent people. And I don't believe that is what they want to do. So that's our message. Now, the situation of the Ambassador Bridge appears to be improving um, and it's significant because that is a hugely important link between the United States and Canada and the commerce that we do in this country. So let me ask you this then. The Prime Minister, and I, I tweeted out your exchange with the Prime Minister, which was on your Twitter feed, and he didn't answer your question. That had to do with vaccines. But is there, what's your sense of how the Prime Minister is dealing with what is developing in, in this country? How much cooperation do you have with Mr. Trudeau when it comes to approaching this let's call it what it is, crisis, uh, in, in at least a cooperative manner. He's done a terrible job, Roy. And, uh, you know, he's not only not provided solutions, he's not uh, indicated that he would even listen to people. He's actually thrown gas on the fire. I mean, when you, when you look at what they've been, he and, and his ministers and the government has been saying over the last week to all of the questions that we've asked, it's, it's like they've almost purposefully been trying to poke at the protesters. Yesterday was the first time it seemed like his language was changing a little bit, which was good. However, you know, I, I think that there's reason to distrust. Is he actually wanting to find a solution or does he believe that they are uh, misogynist and racist with unacceptable views on the fringe, disgusting? These are all words he used to describe the protesters. We believe that you know, when you actually understand where they're coming from, and, and, and we, I mean, they're, they're not a they group. They're all of us. They're the people that I represent. They're the people that are represented right across the country, young and old, different walks of life, different political stripes. This isn't a left-right protest. This is Canadians from every spectrum and every background 
that have had enough of divisive, the divisiveness that Trudeau's used, and, and he's used the pandemic for division, and they've also had enough of the government telling them they can't go to the store and they can't uh, got to wear a mask all the time and control, control, control from the government when the science right now is not backing up continual lockdowns. And in fact, the science is saying and, and other jurisdictions are saying it's time to open up. So, so would you, uh, would you I, then I agree? Miss yeah. Bergen, would you then agree? Well, let me ask you this, put it this way. What do you believe the correct approach is to dealing with COVID vaccination uh, mandates and restrictions? Is it time to follow the lead of England, for example, uh, and end restrictions, except in specific situations like wearing a mask when entering a long-term care facility is concerned. Listen, I think it's time that we take ideology and politics out of the approach. And it wasn't me that just said this. Uh, Light down, the MP, uh, Liberal MP said this. Take politics and ideology out of the approach to COVID and look at what the science says. The science says and the evidence is that almost 90% of Canadians have at least one vaccine, and that's good. You know, many, many of them are double and triple vaccinated, so we've got our vaccine. Uh, the variants are, uh, have proven to not, this latest variant has proven to not be as difficult. Uh, let's just follow the evidence and, and then make decisions based on that. And I think that's what we wanted to hear from, from the Prime Minister, that he would say, yes, we sure do hear the protesters, and, and ideally he wouldn't have uh, put this policy in place in the first place, the vaccine mandates for truckers. That would have helped, but it seems like over and over he makes bad decisions yeah, on, on the pandemic. He it hasn't contributed he very has, much. No, he has not. He's been divisive, and he's not helping. He needs to act to solve this problem and solve this impasse. This lays squarely at his feet. So you're the interim leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. I think you'd be a great permanent leader of the party. I've always had a lot of respect for you, uh, up front and straightforward here. You've always answered questions that I've asked, and I appreciate that. But let's look at, uh, let's talk about your party. You're the interim leader because it didn't work out for Mr. O'Toole. Observers will easily see divisions within the Conservative Party of Canada. We saw it when Aaron O'Toole expelled Senator Denise Batters from the Parliamentary Caucus for challenging his leadership of the Conservative Party Senate Caucus refused to expel the senator. Are there significant divisions rather, within the party which are a threat to cohesion within the Conservative Party of Canada? And if so, how are you going to address any divisions during your time as interim leader? You know, um, I, I look at what some of the things the Liberals have done in terms of identity politics. And as Conservatives, we don't like identity politics. And I think it's important that as conservatives, we don't buy into that ourselves, where we divide ourselves up into red Tories and social conservatives and ones from the West and ones from Quebec. That's not the way conservatives operate. We are one conservative party with a wide variety of views. We like talking about our different views. We think that in truth and in practicality, that actually means better policy for Canadians uh, for our party and then what we can offer Canadians. So my answer to you, Roy, is we will never be a party where everybody agrees on everything. And that's a good thing. Uh, I can tell you that right now our caucus is united. They're focused. They recognize that there's a huge challenge facing the country. And the Conservatives, we can be part of the healing and, and the restoration and actually bring answers to the problems that Canadians are facing. And so we're united, and uh, you know we, we have a, the goal right now, short term. Let's see the mandates and the, the, the restrictions lifted. 
let's find peace uh, and order and good governance come back to Canada. And then we've got big, big issues around the economy, inflation, gas prices. There's, there are big issues facing the country. So that's what we're doing right now in the interim. And we have a leadership race that uh, is already uh, unofficially started and, and will be officially started at some point in the, in the future. Okay. Uh, certainly the Liberals have issues within their party. Mr. Lightbound certainly made that clear to the country. And all we have to do is look back at uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould, Selena Caesar-Chavan, uh, Jane Philpott, um, and, and Bill Morneau. The list goes on. Let me just say two words to you and let me get a response from you. Carbon tax. Well, my thought on the carbon tax is, uh, my position as interim leader, is that it's going to be up to a new leader. Uh, we've got candidate one who's, who's already declared and others I'm sure that will. They're going to have to articulate their position on the carbon tax to our membership and, uh, and then get a mandate on that. So my position is I'm going to go back to party policy, our grassroots policy, which is we don't oppose or we don't support tax increases. We uh, we don't think it's ever a good thing to increase or put more taxes on Canadians. And I can promise you this, the Conservatives don't believe that Trudeau's carbon tax has done a thing to help the environment or to accomplish anything good for Canadians. So that's going to be uh, my position, but it'll be up to a new leader to articulate what they believe is the best position for the party and then uh, get a mandate from the membership on that. Okay, one more question for you. And this is on the international front, but it does involve this country and specifically Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine requested from Canada weapons to defend itself from Russian aggression. The prime minister refused to honor this request. Other governments within NATO and not in NATO are providing Ukraine with weapons with which to defend itself against potential aggression by Russia. What's your sense of what this country should be doing in this particularly internationally very concerning situation? Well, Canada has traditionally previously uh, been known to be uh, standing with our allies, standing with democracies, standing uh, with, uh, with countries around the world that share our values and uh, that could be um, victims of, of bullies and, and uh, other uh, bad actors. So we believe that we need to continue that. I mean, the problem with the current government is we're just so diminished. We have leadership that has... Uh, lost so much respect on the world stage, and uh, whether it's dealing with China, whether it's uh, dealing with Iran, uh, and now Russia, we're just so diminished. And so we have to get back to principled foreign policy, where although we're small, we, we have a voice, and we need to be speaking up, being principled, and supporting allies like, like Ukraine. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.